our didactic from Ray Minas, who's going to talk to us about Coast. Uh, just before we get to that, um, just so people know, Brandy, can you can you let the network know what you do, what your field of interest is? Because you have a, a cool skill set for, for folks on the network. Sure. Yeah, so um, I study uh, substance use, and I have um, NIH funding to look at alcohol use and intimate partner violence. That's really my um, interest. And you can hardly study intimate partner violence without addressing alcohol use. It's present in up to 70% of violent incidents. One or both partners have been drinking. So I'm looking at really kind of almost pharmacological effects of alcohol and how that increases the frequency and intensity and severity of the violent incidents um, between couples. So that's kind of my um, main interest. I do a lot of substance abuse treatment as well and, you know, developing treatments for family members um, to participate in substance abuse and things like that. But generally, intimate relationships is my main interest here. And you have some involvement with with the courts and the criminal justice system, is that right? Well, I, um, a while back, the district court in Albuquerque had a domestic violence treatment program called the FAIR program. And um, I developed the treatment for that. and so it's kind of continuing on in those lines of research. That program went away when budgets were cut and things like that. But, you know, I've kind of picked it up. It's an area of interest from the National Institutes of Health. So I'm kind of in a fortunate position right now that NIH is really interested in funding this type of research. So, you know, I'm doing various aspects to put together and into a larger, you know, innovative new treatment for intimate partner violence because the treatments we currently have are actually ineffective. Um, And most people are mandated to treatment and we know they don't work, but we don't really have any other options at this point. So that's what my research is really focused on. Well, if you're open to, you know, we might uh, come try to rope you into giving one of your talks to this network because I bet people would love to hear you. Brandy gives an awesome talk on, Oh, on, you know everything you'd want to know about in an intimate partner violence and it's it's pretty incredible yeah thanks I think what's kind of unique about the way we're approaching this is I view it as a dyadic problem so it's a problem between the two partners there's not necessarily I mean we see we have over 250 studies showing that there's what's called gender symmetry. So both partners are as likely to be as aggressive. There's a little evidence that shows women are more likely to use a weapon. In the first, um, in violent fights, women are 71% more likely to be violent first. You know, so it's this typical male batterer, female victim really is not supported by any of the science in, in the area. So I'd love to talk about it more. That'd be great. That'd be great. We'll try to we'll try to rope you in. Uh, okay. Thanks. I think I think people on the network really love nice. us. So thanks. So uh, okay. So we'll go now to Ray, who's going to enlighten us all about uh, the Coast model. Take it away. And so those of you who are an APD probably know um, a little bit about Coast, but I think that sometimes um, when we're out there um, and 
um, we're assisting individuals. Um, they don't know exactly what we can do. And so hopefully this will enlighten, um, you know, Matt, I guess, with you and your, uh, the individuals that you, uh, you know, uh, supervise on a regular basis. Um, I don't know who else is on there. I was hoping that more people would be on here because uh, uh, Mr. Tinney asked me uh, to actually uh, maybe give an interview of or an overview of how we could probably even set up or how they can set up um, coast units um, in their um, um, areas, um, which is, it's not that hard. Um, I don't think, uh, I mean, I think it probably would be um, a matter of them having the monies available. Um, that's the only thing that I would think of. But um, for the most part, um, coast is a crisis outreach and support team. And, Primarily, we are all civilians. Um, the uh, five that are currently on the team um, are all civilians, um, and we're all required to have at least a bachelor's degree or above. Um, and so most of it is in criminal justice uh, or um, in psychology um, or um, in a field um, that primarily works with individuals um, um, who are in the community. So. Um, we were created um, after an incident uh, that happened in 2004 with a gentleman by the name of Duck Pham. And I'm not sure if you guys are um, aware of who the individual was, but apparently he shot a Sergeant Oleska. Um, and um, she, um, I guess, really came back. And there was a summit uh, that was held in 2004 when uh, Martin Chavez was around. Um, and um, they were trying to find out, you know, how we could... Um, assist in the community, you know, more with uh, people with mental illness uh, and trying to provide them with resources. Um, and so we came along, um, I think somewhere around 2006, and we were created primarily to enhance um, the police department uh, or the, I guess, the crisis intervention unit mostly um, with the system, assisting them with resources in the community and uh, pretty much gaining a network throughout the community. Um, we know um, as individuals and you guys know as police officers that people cycle in and out of crisis all the time. Um, we're those uh, individuals who are given to you, the coast unit, to assist you um, in getting those resources that they need so that the cycle um, maybe isn't as severe or um, isn't as uh, often um, as... Um, it was in the past. Um, we work with people who have uh, a lot of calls for services. Sometimes we work independently um, of the CIT unit um, and uh, work primarily with the field officers um, in the community. Um, I've had a chance to work with the uh, Burnley County Sheriff's Office. I've had a chance to work with uh, um, different uh, offices throughout uh, the Burnley County area. Um, I was asked to work with the um, um, adult probation and parole um, at one point in time, um, and for some reason we weren't able to work together, um, but I think that they may have gotten the, whatever situation they needed taken care of. Um, we are currently um, in the different uh, area commands um, throughout the city. Um, we work um, in the valley well, just the, all the area commands. So there's six area commands, and there's one coast person in the foothills in um, in the northeast. And I think that there's been uh, something sent up 
<coughs> excuse me, <coughs> so that we can get one more uh, coast uh, person so that we can have uh, one assigned to each area command, which is the six area commands. Um, primarily what we do is we work with people with mental health issues. We work with people who are homeless. We do substance abuse resources, um, even basic needs. Um, um, as a matter of fact, while we were um, going over your case, Nick, we, um, um, I got a call um, in regards to an elderly uh, female who was uh, stranded, I guess. Uh, she's been homeless, uh, and they had been trying to boost her battery for a while, and so um, she didn't have, uh, the battery was, looked like it was gone. So I actually accessed a funding source that, you know, gave me the opportunity to possibly buy her a new battery. If in fact, that's what she needed in the van. And, uh, but when I get to, to the scene, then I'll actually, per, uh, I'll refer to other resources, uh, because of her being homeless. Uh, it shows that she had a date of birth of 1949. And so, um, you know, for her to be out in the streets homeless, I mean, she, so I, when I go out as a coast person, um, I look at the individuals generally as, you know, being, you know, and maybe in this case as you know, somebody, you know, uh, a mother or grandmother or even my own mother, you know, and so I try to treat them respectfully um, in that way. Um, our unit is very cohesive um i think at times um and you know at times you know just like any other unit we have our indifferences and um but we work you know solely for the purpose of uh providing services to the individuals that are in crisis um it doesn't have to be all the time a mental health uh crisis um it could be uh somebody um, who's in need of food or who's in need of rental assistance or who's in need of whatever the case may be. And so, um, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Matt, are you still working uh, graveyards or are you a day? You day? I'm uh, swinging in the southwest, and I just want to say that two minutes ago I had an experience with Coast, and you guys, there was a guy that was living in the back, like a back alley, alley of a, his friend owned the house and his dad died in the house. So he was like, just rooted in that, in that back alley. It was probably like six feet wide by probably 20 feet. And you guys got him out of there. Uh, you got him a hotel room and I have not seen him since. And I used to deal with him at least, I don't know, once or twice a month, but you guys got him out of there when I couldn't. And I just wanted to thank you, you know, thank you for getting him out of there. Cause we were getting called on him all the time. Yeah. So, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. So, so in in, in regards yeah. to yeah, yeah, I appreciate. Somebody might have given him, got him a bus ticket too, Matt, but I'm not sure. So, <laughs> so in regards to that, um, you know, we do have some resources that we can help the individuals so that they can go forward. But so. I, but right after we, we deal with people in crisis, we don't just stop there. We try to link them to the resources that can come in there and keep them from further, um, I guess, accessing the, the crisis uh, or accessing call 242 COPS or 911. Um, but our primary goal is to get these people the resources that they need through the, throughout the community. And even outside of the community, there's, there's people that I've actually – 
um, gotten into services down in uh, Alamogordo, which is alcohol services, or there's services um, out of state in Phoenix that, you know, uh, individuals have been sent to, um, you know, and, and we do all of this without um, a budget of our own. Um, we don't have uh, monies available to say, okay, we'll do this for you. We'll do this for you. We have to actually go to churches. We have to, um, our own funding source that we, uh, you know, uh, that uh, assists us, but is not generally just our own funding source. They assist a lot of other individuals. And so, um, you know, it, it takes a lot for us to go out to the community and, um, and engage um, individuals um, and help them at where they're at. Um, our main goal, again, is to provide services to the police department. Um, we do have other people that call us providers in the FAC, um, which is the, uh, the Family Advocacy Center. Um, and um, we also go out with CIT. Um, I've had occasions where they called me and they've needed something, and we were able to, to get those resources for them. And so um, it's a great um, part of the work that we do in the CIT program. It's a great part of the police department because I know that, um, you know, uh, it alleviates some of the uh, crisis on the officer's part as well because um, they're in a situation where they need the assistance as quickly as possible. <clears throat> and so we try to get out there and be as supportive as possible and try to assist them um, at where they're at. Um, we don't always have the resources available or the funding available or whatever the case may be available. Um, we do go on a regular basis, uh, on, actually on a weekly basis with um, St. Martin's, uh, with uh, health care for the homeless, with um, who else? Uh, the VA, with the Veterans Integration Center, with um, Goodwill, with First Nations. We take those people out. Um, and do outreach in the communities. We cover each one of the uh, area commands um, weekly um, and provide as many resources as we can to the community as a whole. Um, I think that because <coughs> we're accessible, that we have um, the ability to, um, you know, do more good than harm. Um, you know, I think in, in a world where, you know, there's been an increase in, you know, alcohol and substance and substance abuse and some mental health issues, maybe because of those substance abuse issues, um, that we can, you know, rise above a lot of things. But at the same time, I'm a realist. I know that, you know, our unit, um, you know, would be enhanced more by budgets, uh, by uh, more resources in the community. I mean, Albuquerque has, a, I mean, an exorbitant amount of resources, but um, it's all up to the individual to actually go out and seek those resources out. Um, so our job is not to push them there, but to actually try to get them to, um, you know, gain the rapport with them. So it might be after 10 times that we've been there that we can, you know, that that person finally says, you know, I've had enough. Um, this is what I want. You know, this is, can you do this for me? And so we've been able to do that. And then um, we've been ha having some outstanding luck with the, all the providers being there because they can sign them up for whatever resource they need right there and then. 
Um, and uh, St. Martin's actually, tr you know, picks them up and takes them to either St. Martin's or they'll even take them to a, another provider if that's where they're going to get the assistance. Um, I think that as a whole, um, our, all of our coast people do a pretty good job. Um, and I think that it would be um, a great uh, addition to any other police department. I think I've talked to Nick before about, uh, um, you know, them starting up a coast unit up there. I know that some people um, also have like social workers. Um, that's what Barnley County Sheriff's Department does. Um, but they don't actually have somebody at a, I guess, maybe a, a, a bachelor's level who knows all the resources in the community and that can attach them to those resources. So, um, I mean, as far as the whole overall view of Coast, um, primarily what I look at us as, as a resource to provide resources. Um, we're not case management. We do not do case management. I mean, there are times that we follow up with the same individual over and over and over and over again, but um, it's not like a case management thing. It's just trying to get that person to the place they need to be. Um, and hopefully something will catch and they'll be um, given the opportunity to live um, and do as they, I guess, live in a community and be uh, able to be self-sufficient. <coughs> so, um, with all that said, um, I know that I gave given, um, you know, a few, um, ideas of what coast has. Does anybody out there have any questions uh, about what, uh, uh, the coast, uh, people do and, um, anybody know how, want to know how to access, uh, our unit. Um, and I think, I mean, because you, there's an MOU between us and Rio Rancho, I mean, I think, if in fact you talk to the Sarge and you needed, you know, us to assist you in uh, the Rio Rancho area, I mean, there might be a, a, the ability to do that as well, Nick. So, any questions at all? Good. Good. <laughs> you must got all the. You must. I must have given you all the information then. <laughs> so, Nick, in Rio Rancho, do you have anything that's like this or? You know, and I was just explaining to Brandy a moment ago that, you know, Coast is kind of uh, the, the victim's advocate for mental illness, so to speak, in terms of having resources, being, being a through source of, of resource, you know, uh, locating and, and delivering of services for folks who may have a, a mental illness component to their situation. Um, here in Rio Rancho, that's part of my 18-month plan with the Special Victims Unit. Um, I have civilian uh, victims advocates who, who work uh, for me now, uh, but they're crime victims advocates. Uh, they're not really prepared to handle the mental health aspects. So as part, of, as part of my plan for the next coming year or two is try to locate funding for a uh, civilian-type coast component that I could incorporate into our unit uh, for such services. Again, to be a, a throughput provider, not necessarily an end source of, of resources. Come on in, Mona. Anybody else uh, 
any questions about Coast or how to use Coast, when to refer to Coast? I'm surprised to learn that you don't have funding, that you have to ask churches. For funding. <laughs> yeah. I was we wondering, when you say you go to the church, do you pray for the money or do you ask them? <laughs> yeah, they, they make me kneel and pray before and go to confession too. Oh, and you still <laughs> Yeah. And, and I still get the money after well, that's after I've revealed my sins. Well, I, I think that's part of what makes Coast so useful is that it's very difficult to navigate the resources available to people in the community. As limited as those resources are, there are some out there, but it's difficult for them to access these resources. And um, it would be difficult for me. And, you know, I'm a well-adjusted member of society, much less somebody who's yeah, yeah, yeah. Much less somebody who's dealing with mental illness, substance abuse issues, homelessness, um, you know, experiencing all those other things in life. Um, and what's great about Coast, and I think it's great for even our unit, is they have these relationships with these providers and they have knowledge of these resources that we don't even have. So it's it's honestly like having like a resource concierge that really knows what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a difficult process and it can be very difficult to navigate. And when you've got them just completely focused and ingrained in that whole world, it's perfect to to just refer to them and get things done quickly. And I think ninety percent of the battle for some of these people is they just don't know how to yep. what to do. Yeah. So, you know, these individuals get released. Say they go to jail. They get released from jail. They'll have a prescription. And they don't even have a car to go pick up their prescription or right. the money to pick up their prescription, right. but yet they're being asked to take these medications mm -hmm. to stay um, to stay on track. And it's That's just, totally. you know, these are the types of challenges they face. And sometimes the most vulnerable parties are the ones that are victimized by that. So. Totally. And even on this network, like your your expertise <laughs> has, 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 has been so valuable because there are things that you know about that folks who are... Um, kind of sworn officers don't know about. Absolutely. Right? It's like... Even our unit. Even I'm like, CIT right, what do we do with this? <laughs> right, right. Like right now, that woman who had her doesn't have a battery in her vehicle, you know, Ray's got connections and contacts, so he shoots a text to somebody and says, hey, can you help me get funding for this? And boom, it's done. Because he's got that relationship and rapport built with these uh, with these providers. He's awesome. He's awesome. Thank you. Awesome. So any other thoughts or questions or comments about coast coast program or holes that it fills nick onkin through rancho pd here um i just i also want to echo uh what's been said about ray by matt and everyone else he, he does a phenomenal job of you know of addressing the need and filling the need uh meeting the need at a moment's notice and there have been there have been several occasions where i've reached out for him you know to him for guidance and he's been able to to get me squared away with with services for folks uh, and be able to address issues. And, and quite frankly, it's, it's because of the work that he does that keeps a lot of folks from becoming contacts with law enforcement. And I think everybody's goal in CIT is at the end of the day to, to remove law enforcement from the mental health continuum of care. Um, yep. and, and, and he is that first step of meeting those needs that might, you know, keep someone from going into crisis that keeps us from having to get involved. Great comment. Well, I appreciate that, Nick, and I appreciate that from you as well. <laughs> and I try to do my job on a daily basis as best I can, and and I've been doing this for like twenty years already, and you know, and it and it and it's always something different. It's always something new every single day. And again, I mean, it's one of the things that one of the things that I look at whenever I go out there, though, is to 
um, honestly look at those individuals as maybe a family member or um, a good friend, somebody that's in need, you know, and, and also you can, you know, whenever you're trying, you know, whenever they're trying to con you out of, you know, things as well. And so you have to, you have to walk a thin line. You have to work, you know, diligently on trying to get exactly what that individual needs, but you also have to understand that not everybody is, you know, is wanting to help or not everybody is, uh, getting the help that needs it um and you have to you know with the funding sources i also have to say well you know i'm sorry i can't help you with this because um you know with that funding there might be somebody who's in a larger uh crisis than you may be in you know and i try not to do that but you know some days it's harder than others because you have you know uh, people coming from this side and this side and you know it's it's just you know one of those things that you know if you don't um, you know, make a decision, you know, based upon solely um, the individual's needs um, and, you know, that person doesn't get what they need, then, you know, you can feel like you've, you know, kind of not done what you're supposed to do for that individual. And, um, you know, and, and it's a it's, it's a hassle because, again, we because of, you know, the restraint and the budget restraints. And um, that's one thing that I wish that we could do is is go to. Um, you know, a higher level, maybe to the state Senate and say, you know, look, we've got this program. Um, if you would provide us with this assistance for resources, um, then we might be able to get more people, um, the necessities, you know, um, and it's not about enabling a person. It's about getting that person on a road so where they can, you know, become again, become self-sufficient um, uh, alone on their own. So No, absolutely. In fact, Dan Duick here, I, I bet that with the right kind of evaluation, you might be able to show like a cost saving <coughs> for the system from your and coast efforts, mm -hmm. right? Because because what, really what we're talking about here is prevention, mm -hmm. right? Preventing you, you invest a little up front, and you can decrease the likelihood that there's greater need down the road, or greater use mm -hmm. of resources, greater calls for service. Mm -hmm. um, and that's an interesting kind of idea. It might be worth setting up kind of an analysis like that to show your value because that's what the bean counters listen to, mm -hmm. yeah. right? And then yeah. maybe we could ultimately get budget for more of you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right, so something yeah. to think about. And Nick, whenever you start on that stuff too, I think that we have a job description that we use, and I'm not sure if you can maybe take from it and you know, and uh, maybe put it to whatever your use may be. Um, and it may even be uh, greater to have you know a couple of clinicians. Um, you know, I'm I I like I said, I mean. Either way, um, you just need a, a person who knows the resources and who can network with those resources and, you know, who doesn't burn bridges, you know, with the, the different entities and um, you can get it happening. And for you guys, most of the resources are here in Albuquerque anyway. I mean, Rio Rancho has a few, you know, resources here and there, but primarily the, the bulk of the resources are going to be in the Albuquerque area in the community, so... No, you're you're absolutely right, Ray, and I will I will come to you when that time comes. That you know whether or not we start looking at practitioners um, from the coast aspect, I don't know. Uh, Brandy and I are are actually working towards getting uh, a community based uh, response type team uh, in in Sandoval County uh, to address some of the field needs uh, of putting a practitioner out there and. 
know, cool news just came down the pipe earlier this week that Medicaid will actually uh, allow a practitioner to bill them for field CIT interaction, uh, which is huge. Um, to the tune of close to $100 an hour in 15-minute increments. Uh, not to get into the weeds on it, but uh, that's something that, with the help of Bernalillo County, we're going to start digging into as well. Um, our, our county manager has, has always been a strong supporter of mental health initiatives within the county, and so he's looking at ways for us to uh, start exploiting that opportunity a little bit that would help get a, a practitioner, a licensed practitioner, into the field uh, with law enforcement when need be, which would be awesome. Same thing, Nick. Uh, look at cost effectiveness. Yep, that's, that's how to sustain things like that. Absolutely, and that's and that's where you know uh, collecting data from the onset is is so essential. Having the programs great, but being able to measure is certainly necessary. Absolutely, awesome. Yeah, the state of Washington. Oh, geez, probably four or five, six years ago, they decided they were just going to pay for 30 days of substance abuse treatment for anybody who needed it, and that could be inpatient. And that turned out to save their Medicaid $2 million a year or something like that, and not including all the savings to law enforcement and the courts and, and whatnot. So it was a huge cost savings to do these things up front. So we have yeah. good health economists at UNM, so we should tap their resources. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's actually something that we do need here um, in Albuquerque because they're, um, in the last two years that I've been working with the, the COAST program, um, I've seen a big increase in substance abuse issues. Um, and, yeah. I mean, obviously there are co-occurring co uh, diagnoses, but there there's – um, you know, there there has been a, a, a very, very big increase, uh, you know, since the day that I started and up to um, even last week, whenever um, we've gone out to camps and things of that nature. And it's just people who have maybe lost their job or, um, you know, have, you know, they were just one paycheck away from losing their job and they got out there. And in order to deal with it, that's what they went, they fell to and when they've never done it before. And so it's um, it's hard to see because I, I mean, it, it's it's almost like a deterioration of of a society, you know, uh, when you see that, uh, or those individuals, you know, with the with all of the needles spread around the camp area, and um, it's kind of disheartening. But you know, we're trying to, again to make a difference, you know, to get those things to taken care of. So, one step at a time. Yeah, one step at a time, but. You know, things like this where we can have kind of cross-agency and cross-state collaboration and learn from each other and talk about shared needs. And this is definitely one way to kind of increase all of our awareness about what needs to be done. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks, Ray. Thanks for your work. Thanks for the presentation. Uh, thanks, Nick, for the case presentation. Um, we'll go we'll, – we'll cut it there. We're, we're about 15 minutes before the hour. Um, I don't know what next week's didactic. It's Don John Hyde. Oh, next week we're going to talk all about John Hyde. <laughs> case, case, case study. Very good. Uh, lessons learned. And please, I encourage everybody um, to consider bringing a case. Um, uh, the cases are what make this, this process work. It's really what it's based on. So um, uh, open cases, shut cases, hard cases, easy cases. Um, as long as we're doing cases, then then we can continue to do this. Um, and I'm also going to reach out to some of the folks we've some of the folks have dropped off a little bit that have been participating. 
Um, likewise, you know, if, if you're interacting with anybody and you want to invite them onto the network, please do so. Uh, I think the more people that are on the network, the, the richer um, it becomes. So uh, if there's nothing else, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.